En JCPenney sabemos que nos extrañas y nosotros te extrañamos aún más. ¿Pero qué pasa si te decimos que tenemos una tienda abierta todo el día, todos los días? ¡La tenemos! En jcp.com o en el app de JCPenney. ¿Quieres un traje de baño? ¡Lo tenemos! ¿Algo para estrenar este verano? ¡También! ¿Marcas exclusivas y tus marcas nacionales favoritas? ¡También! Visita nuestra página para los más recientes cupones y aprovecha envío estándar gratis en compras de 49 dólares o más. JCPenney. Apliquen exclusiones. Detalles en la tienda o jcp.com. My name is Tony. I'm here with Dave and David. Dave Stevens, David Sterling. I'm Tony Pervenanzi. We are coming to you today from Blue Wolf Brewing Company in lovely Brooklyn Park, Minnesota. And it's weird, boys, because today is what? What's the day today? Tuesday? Yes, Tuesday. Tuesday. Usually yeah. we're only on, on Sundays and Saturdays. I don't, have, have we ever done a Tuesday podcast? Before? I don't, I don't think, think so. We did a Thursday one once. We did the Thursday right yeah. before Christmas. Yeah. So far, so good, though. It's going great. It's going great. Yeah. Uh, we are here because, well, there's couple reasons why we're here. One, it's a central location because we all had to work today. Right. So I work down the street. Dave, you live down the street. Dave, Dave. Up in Champlin, a little bit of. Up in Champlin. A little bit of rush hour traffic to deal with, but not bad. Plus, they're tapping their Oktoberfest brew today. Yeah. Yes. It was a wonderful coincidence because I don't think we knew knew about that once we planned to have it here at Blue Wolf. So, yeah, it was awesome. So, that started. Very good. It is. We're all drinking it. And so when they say tabbing, it's for the first time this season. Yeah, today. Yeah, today. Yeah. today. Yeah. Awesome. And I want to thank Blue Wolf again for letting us come out here. I know we were out here for the first time. It was kind of a last-minute thing because we had some issues with another brewery that right. didn't get back and forth. Uh, I think it was 10K, but we got a 10K later yep. on. So we ended up coming here last minute. They were cool to let us in. That was a great time. They were busy that night. Um, yeah. We're here now today, right after working on Tuesday. There's some people in here. I'm sure it'll get a little more crowded as the night goes on. Yeah, uh, they they were telling me that this is only their third Tuesday oh, okay. that they've been open oh, Tuesdays. Oh, yeah. In fact, because I actually yeah. looked, I actually looked Blue Wolf up to get a little more information on the Oktoberfest uh, tapping, basically. And uh, everything I was seeing at first was saying it's closed today. I'm like, what? <laughs> it can't be closed today. But then, yeah, I think just new, recently, new, yeah. yeah, you go to their website. It's just they're open from about. Three to ten, I think, on Tuesdays now. So, and yeah. uh, because it's Oktoberfest, David is wearing his later hosen today. Yes, we will. Uh, I'm sure we'll post some pictures later. We'll have to. We'll have to. Uh, they they said that later hosen and dirndls were welcome. Yep. I'm I'm hoping I'm not the only one. Well, now so, so far you are, but now we talked yes. we were back and forth because we thought Jen was going to be here. Yes, and she was saying she was going to be here if you were wearing later hosen. Oh, is she coming now, Corey? Oh, right. Jen is coming. Well, there you go. What a trooper. And, of course, Corey's here from and Corey's T&E, here. just hanging out, you know, looking at his phone, waiting for us to say something stupid so he can chime in. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe flip us off. Maybe. Uh, I'm sure it'll happen eventually. Yeah. No doubt about it. Um, so, again, we're at Blue Wolf. We're having the Oktoberfest, guys. I think this is a fantastic beer. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's very good. Very good. Nice and Oktoberfest. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, they, they, they would describe it as an easy, they do describe it as an easy drinking kind of malty beer, mm-hmm. and uh, which it is. I think I agree with both of that. Yeah, it, it's got some good, uh, almost uh, almost caramely mm-hmm. uh, brown ale. 
yeah, flavors yeah. to it. It's, it's nice. got a, it's got a nice color and kind of look to it as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Kind of unique. I believe this is called a Mertzen. A Mertzen? Yes. Hmm. Where's Johnny when you need him? John John will have to correct me. Yeah, he it will. It might correct. be Merzin. He will correct you too. I might have done the t- in inappropriately. Yeah. It might be Merzin. You'll know when Johnny's listening to the podcast because and there she is. Jen is now here. All right. Even though, see, so she, yeah, we're in the leader holes, you know. Um, I get, does it taste? Does the beer taste better when you're wearing that? I mean, oh, look who else is all, here! All beer tastes better when you're wearing leader holes. We got more guests coming. Yeah. Oh, sorry, rocks No. <laughs> so, uh, so you know, John, you know when Johnny listens to the podcast, you all can always tell the day he listens to it because then we start getting text messages about the stupid yes. things we said on the yes. podcast. Yeah. Yeah, and it, I, I think we should start doing a segment of the sneak, poorly pronounced German into the show segment. Yeah, yeah. Just to see if we can He'll catch get him. him. Yeah, yeah, he might get it. He might get it. Yeah. Um, so I do want to give a shout-out before we get started to my second cousin, Brad Pervenanzi, and his uh, new wife, Kelsey. I was up there for their wedding last Saturday. It was a good time. Sorry we had to take off a little earlier than expected, but it was great. He told me he listens to the podcast, which is amazing because I don't think anybody in the Iron Range listens to a soccer podcast. But uh, congratulations yeah. to them. We had a great time and uh, keep listening. So, we have a couple games to talk about, boys. We do? Uh, we did have a friendly against, uh, what was it, Pachuca? Pachuca of Pachuca? Uh, Liga MX, Mexican yep. League. There, you yep. know. I don't, we, we can just well, kind briefly, of breeze right over that. Dave, so, Dave did some, I mean, some some work on it. I was curious to watch it. I was Well, first of all, I guess I didn't have much plans. It was a Saturday night a couple weeks ago, so again, yeah. not spending too much time. I think the, the going into it, the reason I was curious to watch is because Tommy Chacon was going to get a chance to start that one. Yeah, yeah. And he did. Um, and, so, and he also started the Houston game as well, so we'll get into that a little bit more. That was just one of the reasons. But also, you got Miguel Ibarra starting for... Right. For all the fans of him, that's yeah. few and far between these days, even playing time. And I think we'll get into Miguel Bar a little bit when we start talking about these games. Yes. Uh, yeah. Because I think there's some, I think there's a little bit of a undercurrent going on that we're not. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe we can bring it up later, but there was, yeah. a, I, just, I noticed a cryptic tweet by Ibarra yeah. the other day. I don't know if you yes. caught that one as well. Just kind of one of those vague uh, tweets that don't really give any answers, but at the same time make you think yeah. of a few questions. Yeah. Like, what does this mean? What, he, yeah. It to be determined. We'll see what happens with that. But and the other reason I was kind of looking forward to watching the Pachuca match was just maybe to see Romario Ibarra. But then, obviously, uh, that game took place during the international break, and yeah. Romario Ibarra was up with uh, is it it's Ecuador. Yep. So and so so then something that we'll be talking about after the break. Um, of course, there was some controversy that occurred at the Pachuca game. Yeah, that'll yeah. tie and right. That'll into be discussed at reasonable length after the break. Yeah. So, yeah. But, I mean, if we want to talk highlights, I can. I guess I could sum it up in one great highlight. There was one just word. a <laughs> one stunner. Word. Stunner. Oh, I don't know. It, it was a beautiful set-piece goal by Will Moambe Tarat. Um, it was just basically a left-footed swing, in-swinger. Um, it just started outside the post and tucked in, and it was just kind of beautiful. So, and then the other thing to note is because, of course, uh, Gregish and the others were up for international duty, I, Tom, it was Tommy Chacon that took all the corner kicks and set sure. pieces, at least a majority of them, other than that one that I just mentioned mm-hmm. by Will. So, I don't know, a couple things to get out of that game, uh, like Callum Williams would call it. It was a useful exercise. It finished in a 2-2 draw. There was, there was 
you know, there was some moments in there that were uh, sure. interesting. Sure. But yeah, it's just it is what it is, and I should point out that it's the third and final friendly of the season. And yes. I know there was some people aren't a big fan of the number of friendlies. You know, this was the third. You know, after previously hosting Hertha Berlin and Aston Villa of the English Premier and I, League, so. and I, the reason why I think we've had so many friends is because it's a new stadium, yep. and I think people want to they want to kind of get people in there. Yeah, and show it off. Show it off. It's the corporate. You're, of you're, course, there's another there's another friendly going on. Well, not a friendly, but an actual football American football game going on that we've had discussions about. Right. Which we can we can bring up later on in the podcast or maybe another podcast, but I don't think yeah. any of us are too happy about that. Yeah, that's. Yeah, that's becoming more and more threatening, I guess, yeah. Yeah. as we go. So, last weekend's was it? no, it was last it was last Wednesday. Wednesday, right in Houston. Yeah, yeah. It was. It was okay. uh, Let's preface was, this by saying we do not play well in the warm weather of Texas. We don't. We I look mean, terrible. And if you if you put your blinders Specifically on the first half, yeah. I mean, if you put your blinders on and looked at it strictly from an MLS point of view, uh, the the Loons do not play well in Houston or Texas in general, Texas, for that yeah, matter. Yeah. But they have never won in Houston. Yeah, you know, in their short MLS history, of course, yeah. they went down to Houston earlier this summer and and had a come from behind victory in uh, the uh, U.S. Open Cup. Yes. Yeah. So so uh, Chacon start because uh, DQ was injured. Yes. Right, and I was, and that was coming off the LAFC game hamstring yeah. issue, which, yeah. which at the time, you know, we talked about that game in our last episode, uh, but we did kind of discuss, at least I discussed some of my concerns with any type of injury like that. It clearly wasn't serious, no. but enough to keep him resting another exactly. game. So um, we start and, this game off, and the lineup is kind of a little shifted because Chacon is not starting at the. He wasn't at the ten, right? He he isn't. He wasn't where he was supposed to be. He yeah, was at the, he was on the left wing. Who was at Who was at the ten in this game? Was it? Uh, that well, would have been. Uh, that would have been no one because they started in four three three. Oh, they started. Okay, okay. Gotcha. So it was. Yeah. It was a Chacon, Toy, and Finlay across the ball. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So we started. Again, the formation that we're not good with, anyways. Right. Yeah. I mean, the the whole game, the start of the whole game was just weird. I mean, first, we should mention we had the narrative of we're playing Christian Ramirez. Yes. 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 Um, and, and we had the other starting. narrative of we're playing Christian Ramirez and Miguel Ibarra isn't on the roster at all. Mm-hmm. Not even the eighteen. Um, so that was weird. Yeah. Uh, then yes, as you mentioned, we were playing a four three three that we're not any good in. Yeah. Um, on top of that, we were we were playing players who don't belong in a four three three. Yes. Uh, Ethan Finlay is at his worst in four three three. Then the the midfield was two eights and a six. Well, yeah, because you had Alonzo and Gregus. Yeah, and yeah. Dotson. That's just a mess. Yep. So it's it's just the four three three. It was a general. weird weird we, game to start out. So we start off and we're looking flat, and then my buddy, our friend, Mister Chase Gasper. We've talked about on this podcast numerous times for being too aggressive sometimes. Well, he goes out and gets a yellow card. Yes, pretty much right away. I think it was like well, in the, it, give him a little time to warm up. It, it, yeah. it was twenty five minutes in. Yeah, probably, but, but still. So he was now he's out for the next game against uh, RSL, RSL, right? Which is a huge game, right? Way bigger than Houston. 
And the foul was aggressive. Yeah. The foul was aggressive. And, it, yeah, I mean, it, he's always aggressive. I mean, that's what we always talk about. He's way too aggressive. Mm-hmm. He's gotten way too many lenient calls. Yep. Um, I, Jeff Reuter tweeted that he was a walking red card that yeah. night, which he was. I mean, even after getting the yellow card, he was flagrant. He did not play well. I mean, yeah, he, he was, he's just a bad, bad player that game. He was getting away with some stuff earlier when he was first, was first starting or kind of getting some yeah. minutes. He was getting away from it. And I talked to him on his podcast saying, he's not going to get away from, with, with that stuff for too long. Right. They're going to start They're going to start zoning in on him and saying, we got to watch this guy. Exactly. And sure as shit, he makes a stupid play, gets a yellow card, and there it is, right there. And, and you know what's worse is you get yourself in a yellow card in the first half, you now have to watch how you play yep. the rest of the game. Yep. And it 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 leads to leads to bad things happening. You know, you have to back off your your opponent. You can't you, you can't be as um, physical with them. Yep. You you need to give them space. Yep. It, it just leads to bad things. It was a bad way to start the game. Yeah. And then we get the uh, is it Minotis or Minotis? Yeah, yeah. And actually, you know, we speak of you know you, you speak of uh, Gasper and maybe playing a little conservative with the yellow card. I, I don't know that he did, but uh, yeah, first the first goal in the thirty seventh minute was um, not necessarily Gasper's fault. In fact, I'd say it wasn't, but yeah. it was actually on the other side of the field. It was on Metinier's side, and because uh, Beasley came down. Got a ball in on the on the on the left, yeah. and right. he had just loads of space, just tons of space. And it, and I blame that one hundred percent on Ethan Finley. Mm-hmm. Ethan um, Finley, no. because the the biggest issue with the four three three is your forwards are required to cover about 25, 30 extra yards of space that they usually don't have to. Yeah, um, and. It, Another thing with four three three and us, as we've already pointed out, we don't play it well. No, we don't think we're the players. It gets really messy. It does. And if you look at that if you look at that play, the entire Loons team is shifted super far to the left side. Mm-hmm. And it, it required Ethan Finlay to cover the ground mm-hmm. and it covered the fullback. Now generally, you know, in a four-three-three, you wouldn't have to necessarily do that. Yeah, but Beasley is—he's the right or he's the left. Uh, now I'm getting screwed up. Left back. Mm-hmm. So he's the last possible guy that could possibly touch that ball. Yeah, and it at that point, your forward is the defender. I mean, I don't care what anybody tries to say. If if it's a fullback touching the ball in a four-three-three, your forward is the guy that's got to help out, and yeah. he did not do anything. And you could tell in the replay, you could see he, all of a sudden it's like, oh shit! And he turned on in the afterburners to try to catch up to Beasley, yeah. and there was no way he could do it. And Beasley had a clean cross in. Now, mind you, there's some bad man marking mm-hmm. um, in the box, but still, I mean, well, you give a player that much time to put a cross in. So it was a bad first goal. 
and and I don't yeah and I mean I, I, I I'm even hesitant to say that it was against the run of play because it really wasn't I mean the Minnesota came out relatively flat in that game it I don't think you felt nervous like you didn't necessarily expect you, you weren't I waiting did. for Houston to get a goal but I mean there was you know um, Ramirez Christian Ramirez had an early chance yeah, on goal I think it was yeah. Houston with all the early chances yeah. really before before we looked, that again point. we looked like shit in the first half. And then, of course, our buddy Ramirez... Didn't take much long. Longer. Comes through in, like, the 40... Was it 44th minute, yep. I believe? Yep. Comes through the goal in the 44th minute. And, uh... Manone got his fingertips on, but it was a, yeah. it was a, it was a good oh, shot. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the way this game was going. It was like... And it was a good run. Let's give yeah. credit to Christian Ramirez. Oh, it was a good doubt. run. Yeah, he was. ran... He got past, yeah. uh, who was it, uh, Opara, and just got but, in there real nicely. What amazed me about the first half of this game, guys, was that the game... We looked flat. We did. Yeah. And his comments after the half pretty much said the exact same thing. We don't, we don't, look, we don't look good. Yeah, do you, There's no energy. I mean, you know, it's just all this stuff. I can basically paraphrase the comments you're referring to, Tony. Yeah. He basically said that, and this, I'm paraphrasing Heath here, and when he says, I haven't been this disappointed in the club in about three months, just a lack of energy, and they're flat. So. Which, to get into this game Which a little about bit, right. I mean, we don't want to spend too much time on this game, guys, but... We came out this huge victory against LAFC. Right. Big, you know, up, we're all excited. It's like the, it's this great game. Yep. And to come into Houston and lay this yep. pile of shit that we did. Yeah, there's right. a couple There's a couple things. Like, I had just one thing that, when as soon as I heard those comments, like, oh, this is the worst, the most disappointed I've been in three months, I, I went back to a game we were at in Chicago. Yeah, you know, again, yeah. Against yeah. an opponent, yes, it's on the road, but against an opponent you ex- kind of expected to be yeah. going into that one, and they were flat in that two, I think that was a 2 nothing defeat and as that well. And that was a cold game. It wasn't even hot. Yeah, right. So it was about the opposite. So the second half really didn't have anything crazy going on. No, but, you know, what we did in the second half was we switched back to a 4-2-3-1. We did. Yeah. And, and, and oh, good God, we immediately started decent. seeing <laughs> the reason. Well, Chacon switched to the middle. Yep. He got in pretty much a 10, right? Yep. He was a 10. Uh, we had, uh, in the beginning of the half, was it uh, Dunlady came in for Toy? Yep. yep. And, and then Lude came, Lude, in. Lude, Lude came, came in for Dotson. Yeah. And then in the 61st minute, we had Angelo come in. For Chacon, yeah. For yeah. Chacon. Yeah. Yeah. So they were all in, right? You know, they at the all, 60 yeah. minute mark, more or less. And we did almost have a goal in the 88th minute that was called back from outside on Angelo. Yeah. Um, that was Finley, your favorite player. Yep. So we lose this game two nothing, guys. And yeah, I mean, and that's all, that's one we we can talk about that one. I mean, it was clear it was a VAR review. I mean, it was a goal. Yeah. It was back of the net, but then they yeah. reviewed it and had uh, and wasn't Angelo Rodriguez offsides? Essentially, yeah. he didn't. Not that he was involved in that goal or touched the it goal. It was an interesting play. He was blocking the goalkeeper. Yeah, and, and, you know, and, and, and we've had rule. a lot of commentary about this since yeah. the game. I, yeah. And so many people were upset with that call. And Dave, you and I immediately was, were in agreement. Which it's is textbook. Shocking. I've seen. Textbook. I've but seen that happen before. Here's, yeah. here's my. I'm not saying that I agree with it or not. I'm saying that I. I it's a textbook play. Yes, but I think the, the the conversation is how many times does that get called back? In games in MLS, I'd like to go if I could go back and see all the times this oh, sure. happened, yeah. where balls gone from here to here to here, and then they call offsides, but the ball is kind of moving a little bit. I think they just let that go through. There's five percent of the time they actually probably call yeah, it, and this I, is one of those times. Yeah, I well, mean, I, and I, it's it's I, the I, thing as as I pointed out, I, I I won't single the individual out, but I I went on Twitter and responded to 
a prominent person in the soccer reporting yes, community yeah. um, who was complaining about it. And I said, but I was just asking him. I'm like, yeah. but this this is textbook offsides. It is. For, in, for obstruction. I'm like, why Why are we upset? But I, think, <laughs> I never got a response. Again, but. I think it's because some people see that play as happening all the time in MLS. And I wish I could go back and take a look at probably other plays that happen. And I'd probably see that 95% of the time they just let it go. And 5% they call it. And, of course, people get pissed off for that 5%. Well, right. It happens. You know. And it, and it, it's one of those things where, you know, pro referees have gotten shit on like crazy, which they deserve. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then when it actually is right. <laughs> they get shit on again. <laughs> they get shit on again. That's yeah. So... I guess the final points for this game was I thought we were at least going to get a point out of this game. We should have, yeah. Should have. It's just a tough hole to get into. I mean, but, Houston didn't even have a shot on goal in the second half. and they. But, you but know, guess what? The Western Conference did us a favor because there was, wasn't much movement in the Western Conference. No, once again. no. And, and go, yeah, going into this one, like, I, I, you know, Colorado... Or Colorado beat Seattle the previous Saturday, and yeah. then Colorado actually on that same Wednesday they beat the LA Galaxy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, maybe Send the only one that didn't please. go our way that that day, that Wednesday of the Houston game, that Real Salt Lake actually ended up beating San Jose. So Should we send them a sticker. Which, right? Well, and you know the thing is, is that that's the interesting thing with the the Salt Lake San Jose game. It was one of those games where it's like, who do you pick to choose? Who do you pick to win? Yeah. Right. And it's like, right. no, you just want to draw. Right, situation. exactly. Yeah. As few points as possible. Yeah, and so, I mean, it was one of those things where eh, I, I really dislike San Jose. Mm-hmm. So, okay, fine. But then, of course, RSL winning leapfrogged us mm-hmm. as well. So yeah. it's just, you know. It's so, the way it goes, but we had the opportunity to come back and get them the next game. So, so end of the yeah. day, they're in. Yeah, end of the day, they're in fourth place, yeah. and I mean, I'm just, I'm just glad we're done with Colorado the way they're looking. Beating well, Seattle right, and, yeah, and I mean, Galaxy. fantastic that Colorado's being the spoiler. But and so we we roll into this RSL game, oh. knowing that we two need flat tires. Uh, well, but knowing that we, we need three points. Yeah, and we've got two flat tires and yeah, a we're looking like blowing shit. cylinder. Yeah. And, well, now, yeah. and, you know, back it up, though, you could look choose to look at it the way I was looking at it. You know, if, you're, if, you, if we go back two weeks and we say, okay, we've, we've got, we've, we've got a t- we're in the midst of a stretch of away games. You know, they had been almost a month on the road with four matches on the road. And, and you go okay. You got LA Gal, or I'm sorry, LAFC on the road, and then you got Houston on the road. You look at those two matches. You come away with six points, so the glass is half full. Hey, you got three points out of those two games. Yeah, you'll yeah. take that, wouldn't you? Going into that. Well, game? no, I. In the, the, I mean, yeah, we just got them in the wrong order. Dave, you, you got, got it in the wrong, wrong order. order. So, but yeah. after you win the game against LAFC, I think you're going. Oh, we should get at least four, if not six. Well, right. I mean, if you're going to beat LAFC at home, or I should say on the road. Yeah, then you better then beat Houston. You better be beating Houston. Yeah. yeah. Um, so let's let's roll into RSL because now this game became a huge game. Oh yeah, it was biggest game. Of the it season. was going to be a huge game, but it just got elevated because of the loss to Houston. Yeah. So we're on RSL. DQ is back in the mix. Yep. Which we'll talk about because uh, and they're back. So they're back home. And too. they're back home. Yeah, like yeah, I mentioned, right? they're on the road for a long time. So, so it's it's DQ. that much more important. We're back to our. Original uh, formation, yeah, which is nice. Which should just be the formation. Yeah, it should be. What formation are you playing today, Adrian? 
4231. Yes. What formation are you not going to play today? 433. Exactly right. Yes. So always be that. So we get DQ back. Um, we don't have. It was interesting about this. The 18 was that there was no Angelo. Angelo and Tommy Chacon. And Chacon were not on the 18. Right. And there, there's a story behind that. Okay. What's the story? There's a there's a stomach bug going around. Oh, is that it? Okay. okay. You know what I heard? And that's that. why they weren't on the injury report because they weren't injured. Yeah, I heard that after the fact about the illness that was going around. In fact, credit to players Boxel. like Michael Boxel. Boxel and Molino both were sick and they kind played. Of played through it. So gotcha. yeah, I didn't even I didn't even put two and two together after the match when I heard that. Yeah. Okay, so that okay that does help explain because you wonder why. Okay, you got Tommy Chacon who you're trying to get minutes, DP and Angelo Rodriguez. Are you? Are you telling me that Houston poisoned us down there? Uh, no, because uh, Angelo. Wait, no. Somebody missed the Houston game because of okay. the illness. All right. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So this game. Yeah. So I said it. I mentioned it earlier, but this. So this game was. You know, it was last Sunday. Last Sunday, the fifteenth, just two days ago, yep. September fifteenth, and then quick, quick one for you. When was the last game at Allianz? Not counting the friendly it versus Pachuca. Yeah, it'd been. What three weeks? Four weeks? Yeah, three, yeah just weeks, just about it was pretty much four weeks. It was August seventeenth, so yeah. it had been a while. It, it was home sweet home. So we roll in this game, knowing that we need some points, uh, at least one. If not, I mean, we want three, but one would be good too. Um, and our boy DQ comes out, puts the team on his back. Well, and he and had I, to because Robin yeah, Mood I mean, certainly wasn't going to. Well, and Robin again. Well, it, Lude was in the line. I'm not gonna. I'm not even gonna acknowledge we can get into it later. But I mean, I mean, I guess I'm not gonna sit here and and say that Lude is, has been okay. Don't let's not get let's not go back standing for Minnesota Lude, United this year. Okay. But uh, he let's talk. Let's talk. Hey, I think the problem. I, I will cut you. I guess the problem <laughs> if you're looking for an attacking uh, uh, attacking midfielder, maybe he's not. Maybe he's not the best at that. But he, there are qualities he's I, good at. He's he's good at no. I mean distribution is passing. Might, no. He might be the best passer on the team. Um, I, I I am fully willing to admit that Robin Lude could be good. Just like it took DQ about eleven games to get going. Yeah. Just like it took no. Angelo the whole second half of the season to yeah, get going. That's right, that's right. I mean. I get it, but the reality is you don't make you don't put a guy like that in as a starter when you need points. I no, just, you just okay. don't. You're, okay, yeah, and I'm not going to sit and bang his drum because I know you know it's not popular opinion, um, and it's not necessarily my opinion. I, I just wanted to bring up a couple points about him and his play. But you're right. If you're if you're trying, if you need points, maybe he's a he, he might be a better player. That's kind of a late sub if you're trying to right. maintain a lead. Yeah, you know, I I, I don't disagree with that. And it, and I mentioned it today on Twitter to somebody that maybe maybe he is the better of three bads. So it would be playing him. It's a decision between him, Finlay, and Miguel. So maybe he even in his state of not being up to speed yet. Yeah, is still better than. Yeah. Finley and I know I know you're not a huge fan of Finley either. I mean, they're different players. But well, they're very oh. different players, and Finley would have to play on the right. Let's but not, we, can't but play on the right. okay. Let's not get into Lude Finley. We all know David doesn't like right. these we, people. We had to bring it up a little. Don't don't. And maybe we'll, maybe we'll, we'll talk it about later, it later. Later. But anyways, we have but a game be, talk be, before you jump on Darwin. Dealer's choice. I mean, can we can we can we talk about the fact that Robin Lude shit the bed 
like very early in the game. Oh, oh yes. Yeah, actually, that would. I mean, we see, our, see yeah. we got some more lewd fans over there. I can tell. <laughs> see, I'm not alone. I no, mean, anyways, but you're you're absolutely before right. Before we talk about Darwin yeah. and well, no, what I, he did, well, I mean, I mean, Robin blew had, it. Well, he had a couple shots on goal inside yeah. the box. Yes. You got to give him credit how for he that. missed how okay. he missed that goal. And it was then, a four, it was a four and then he pass. broke ankles on a second opportunity and crossed the ball to absolutely no one. We're getting off the subject the, here, boys. Well, we're talking about the game. and we're the, just that trying actually, to progress it. That, not progressing. No, in all seriousness. It all happened before in Darwin all seriousness, took over. That was, the first, that was one of the first moments of yes. excitement in the oh, game. It was right. lewd. You know, he, like, what did, where did it come from? Uh... He took... He got... He, he, he was involved. He took the ball away. Take yeah, away. Yeah. Came down. Had space. Ran, kind of ran up into the box. And yeah. just never really had a... He, I, he I, just it's, ran it's right even, at Ramondo. How do you even call it a shot? Like, no, I think they he did. Just, he got credited for a by shot. By the way... it was hardly a shot. It was more... I've said this podcast before. Ramondo looks like he shouldn't be playing a goalie in the MLS. Uh, well, no. He should be on, like, a beach somewhere uh, in Mexico. Yeah, and it, he's so, definitely glad to he, be done playing us. I'm, I'm sure. He's, he's so. glad to be done playing Darwin Quintero. I mean, he had his <laughs> yeah. moments, and then, yeah. like, yeah, and then shortly after Lude's chance, I mean, Toy had another. To- there was three massive missed opportunities early oh, yes. on. Yeah. Lude and was then, responsible for a couple, but Toy had one, and yeah. credit, oh, yeah, to, yeah. credit to Romaldo. Romaldo, sorry. That was a better save, but yeah. still, it was something that Toy probably would have wanted to do better with. And in the end, Toy's shot was difficult. Mm-hmm. Robin was just dumb. Rob, anyway, so had, we go to so Rushnik scores the first R. Right. Yeah, so you get into a hole. Yeah, so we get in a hole. But against so you I'm, we're t- we're sitting about talking about all these opportunities, and then Lude had another one that was kind of it was a very actually very well, good cross from uh, Molino, and Molino yeah. was having a good game into Lude, Molino. and then Lude just he was he was base he just couldn't finish. He was leaning back. He never really was it. Maybe he yeah, wasn't it, in, it wasn't a good yeah. he. It was a good opportunity, but not great. Yeah, not great sure. finish. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I think I, ba- you know, maybe bagged on, it, on him a little bit after it. October first. Sweet. Ooh. Thanks. So I think we're. Uh, what was I going to say? I was going to say something about uh, yeah. Molino, maybe. Molino, him being sick. Yeah, he played. He played fantastic. Yeah, him a stomach Mol- bug all the time. And then. My other comment was going to be, now we were texting, like we do in most games, we're texting back and forth. Well, you guys were texting you. more than I was because yes. my internet went out in my house, so I had to watch yeah. it on my phone. Every yeah. time I text on my phone, i got to switch out of my thing to right, text yeah, yeah, back. So. Yeah. But you were saying it should be 3-1, to 4-1 to one at this point. Oh, yeah, without well, a doubt. Well, three, yeah. 3 3-1 maybe. But yeah, because... Yeah, well, yeah, 3-1 for sure. Yeah. and, and Maybe on, a 4. And before Rusnak got his goal, actually... Vito had made a save. He just and a good yep. save at that. He just couldn't get the rebound. Um, yeah, yeah, and uh, you know, quite honestly, he was he was also uh, he was completely screened by two. He was too. So he tried. Uh, that that was difficult. Um, can't blame a whole lot on him on that. So really, but it was against the run of play. But nevertheless, seventeen minutes. Minnesota okay, finds themselves so in an early hole, hole, and you're like, here we go. Three minutes later, boys. It didn't take long. It did not take long. DQ comes back. With a with a play, with a goal. Let's now let's move on. So it's one. No, did you not see what he did? I did. I'm just kidding. My my God, that's up for goal of the week because (laughs) that thing was was, incredible. Okay, it's Darwin being Darwin. He almost misplayed the ball. He did when he shook the goalie out. 
he, he almost, he almost lost, lost it, it. Well, which actually helped him. It's it amazing how Darwin he can actually get the goalkeeper to come way up, way off his yeah. line, yeah. and not only that, then he just makes him look foolish. He Romaldo basically fell he over, deked him out, like yeah, yeah, just and broke then he his almost ankles. lost the ball. Yep, and then he had a defender. There's a defender in the goal. Yeah, yep. that, and he was going this way, and he kind of just tapped it to the right, and he, the defender went this way. He and got, he looked, there yep. you go. He got the crossbar, but it, it, went in. it went in. Yeah, that or almost didn't go bar, in. So, yeah. yeah. The upright. The and we've, again, we've talked about DQ on this podcast numerous times. we talked about how he can be great and he can lead a team. And we also talk about he just kind of ghosts and he's, like, not right. there anymore. And if there was one game where he needed to be the guy, this was the game. Oh, without a doubt. I mean, yeah. because Mason Toy, as much as he's kind of done that, Lately, he's kind of been the guy. He wasn't doing that much. I mean, he was doing a little bit this game, but he wasn't really doing as much. Yeah, you know, we didn't really... I guess I would say we didn't really get to utilize Mason. No. There was a... RSL's a big midfield team. They they want to possess the ball as much as possible in midfield. And it, that tends to occupy midfielders. So, so the forwards have a tendency to not get a lot of action because the only time a team's going to, you know, kind of score against RSL is if they can finally break through. Yeah. And I, I yeah, I mean, no, I don't put anything against Toy in his lack of uh, his lack of production. He was doing what he was doing. Yeah. And Darwin was just right being the guy. Yeah. So Darwin gets the goal. We're one one going into the half. Yeah. Yes. Right. Shout so, out to Manone, another big save, yeah. like right at the half hour yeah. mark. He, yeah, he, had a he great came. Save. He yeah. committed early, came out. Came out. Yeah. But yeah, it was a huge save to keep it one one going into halftime. So and it was a classic, classic. Uh, I mean, look, the score line. Yes, we all we said could have been three one or two one yeah. or whatever. But 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 you know, run up play. It's looking good. We're back. Classic, you, know, you know. We're back at. We're back. Pretty much back at zero. Yeah, we're back to and, where it starts. You know, what I put put down in my notes was that RSL had been winning the possession battle, but most of the possession had been pretty useless. Yeah, and Minnesota was creating the most chances. And, they were and count- I completely. They yeah. were counterattacking. And exactly, which against exactly a team that does not allow, allow oh, counter. Exactly, I looked yeah. at that the next day. Dude. MLS was talking about counterattacking against RSL, and before it does not happen. So, and before we move on from the first half, do we want to talk about the thirty-third minute now, or do we want to move, wait and cover that uh, kind of what happened the thirty-third minute? Uh, yeah. Basically, the supporters group kind of broke out and it oh, changed this thing. Yeah, yeah. Do so we want to just talk about that later after we cover we'll, the game? We'll mention that in the thirty-third minute there was more controversy. Yes. Yeah. We'll talk about it in the second. Second half. But yeah, get, let's get through the game. It's of course first. related to the controversy from Pachuca. Yeah, exactly. We'll talk about second half. So we go into, we go out of the, we come out of the half, and we're again it's one to one. So it's anybody's game at this point. And in the 51st minute, DQ gets another goal. But Metnair is yeah. the guy who, who, who started this goal. And if it wasn't for him, that play he had on the sideline. See, amazing. Amazing, amazing play. Nice. Now, I'm, yeah, it was an amazing play. You're absolutely right. He saved, like, he dove, he basically dove, kept the ball in play. Mm-hmm. Just out, you, you, you almost expect nothing less from him, but I'm almost surprised he didn't get credited with the assist on that goal. Well, I'm not sure why not, but... I don't think he really cares. But yeah, I, I guess I don't know. I mean, he could have been, but without him I'm doing sure what, what he did, it. 
That play does not start. Yeah, because basically, yeah. I mean, as we're sitting here, it's on the right side. Yeah. He dove, he saved the ball from going yes. out of bounds, dove, and basically got the ball to Darwin, mm-hmm. who then in kind of he took two, it sixty yards. Yeah, he yeah. had two defenders right by him, but yeah. the defenders essentially ran into each other. They did left Darwin collision to run mm-hmm. and basically ran all the way up past the midfield mark and yeah. all the way up. You know what I think? What I think really caused that or created that goal was the fact that that was still Toy, right? Or was that Den Lottie at this point? Mm, I, I don't remember now. So it, was still, was, it was still Toy. I think Toy was still in there, yeah. Um, it, it was his run to the near post that completely confused the defenders. They didn't know if they should follow him. Mm-hmm. They didn't know if they should stay on Darwin. And I think that's what caused the collision was because eventually he well, got at an angle that didn't matter. But yeah. The collision happened early. Like, shortly, Metnir got the ball to Darwin. Mm-hmm. The collision happened yes. in the backfield. Right. And yeah, then yeah. he ran off. Yeah. Uh, but then but the, the two center backs right at the goal, yeah. it, it was one of those situations where they had to at least think yes. about what's going to happen with him over on the near post. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it left, like, just that split second for mm-hmm. Darwin to take a shot, which... To be perfectly honest, when he took that shot, I was like, what the hell are you doing? Right. Because he had no window. No, he didn't. And it, again, it barely went, went in. It through went his legs. through the guy's legs. Yeah. yeah. It and went I through mean, his legs. That defender, that defender was, had, was, had to respect Darwin Quintero. Yeah, he was kind of giving, giving him a lot of space coming yeah, up. But and he got it through his legs. Here's and, my thought. And so Romaldo was basically, he couldn't see the ball coming no. in after that point. But here's so. my thought on this, guys. And people put this online, and I've seen some, uh, some people doing it on Twitter and stuff. Metnair, that play, you should show that to every young kid who comes into MLS. You never give up on a play. Show that to any young kid, period. Never give up on a play. Yeah. That is one of those plays where you just, it's, it's one of those hardworking plays where a guy like him does it thinking, yeah. well, maybe I get it to him. And, and nine times out of ten, nothing comes of it. Right. But that one time, and it, you, you know, like that happens. And I don't remember if it was Ike or it was Ozzy said it in an interview, I think it was Ike, um, that you don't teach that. You cannot teach that. No, you can't that. teach it. No. It's, it's ingrained in Romaine's psyche to just mm-hmm. know to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it, I, yeah, I agree. He is yeah. the easily, easily the best right back in the league. Yes. Hands down, there's no chance. And then, I mean, that goal, you know, seeing what Metnir can do, and then so with Darwin's brace, that's his yes. 16th goal across all competitions, yeah. U.S. Yep. Open and, yep. and, and MLS. And so I don't think they have necessarily made a decision, but it certainly makes a decision on, on picking up Darwin's option maybe that much more difficult when he does come out and have games like this. Sorry, they they have Chive oh. TV on it. Oh, I didn't know. You're watching a guy fall off a ladder. I didn't know if you were laughing at me. No, like, no. Are you kidding Sorry, me? Dave. Are you kidding me? I, I'm paying attention, but yeah. No. Okay, I thought you had a strong opinion on what I was saying about Darwin's <laughs> option. Like, laughing at me like, what are you talking about? Of course they're going to pick it up, or of course they aren't. But no, bottom no, line no. is, it's still, I agree. It's, it's a decision going into this offseason. It really is. It's something we'll talk about later. So, yeah. He had one of his games. We go two to one. Darwin's DQ's got the brace. Yep. So then we're going, okay. Now we got this game in hand. Well, I mean, and we more or less did at that point. And I mean, we did. Yeah. But of course, you know, RSL was pushing, pushing. We were still trying to counterattack. We're doing some things. Yeah. And then we get into like the uh, what about the eighty-third minute, and your boy David Finley, yeah. one of us, gets He's the Wisconsin. goal. Gets the <laughs> gets the goal in the eighty-third minute. 
they pretty much iced the win. Yes. I mean, yeah, iced it there. And, it, I mean, first off, the the, the that's, assist. That's where Metonier got the assist. Yeah, on he that. did. It was that, phenomenal. Yeah. yeah, it was. And credit where credit's due, Ethan is right-footed. And he knew enough to take that shot with his left foot. He did, which completely threw Romano off. Yeah, he had he was playing he was playing far post, mm-hmm. and Ethan took it with his left and hit it near post, and it worked. Yeah, the old I man mean, couldn't catch up. And I mean, so as, as exciting as that goal was, and this kind of segues into something we'll talk about later. But like, so he, of course. Ethan Finley's goal celebration I thought was pretty hilarious. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So he goes basically scores the goal. He goes running towards the corner and tries, does to you know tries do to slide a, on tries his knees. Slide. sliding knees and he he, he basically takes two massive divots out of the turf yes. and then falls falls forward and rolls yes. over. But I just and think then, that segues in because the fact that I mentioned he did pull up two nice sized divots yes. out of that turf. And they weren't the only divots taken. Well, and to let's let's talk about the triple bit guys, because okay, so they they win three to one, right? Okay, so the playoffs are good. But let's talk about the turf just a little bit before we get on to the playoffs and everything like that. The turf looked like shit. Oh yeah, it was and, terrible. And the reason why? Well, that it was is, nice and green. The reason why, we've had a lot of rain. Oh yeah, it's been awful. Yeah. And so um, when I, when we talk about turf, there's a lot of rain that's been happening. Around. We've had more rain this year than. For right. a long time. We're supposed to have more tonight, more tomorrow. More, yeah, yep. Exactly right. And the turf guy from, from United was saying that it takes about a year or two for the turf to kind of build itself in. Right. So this has not been a good year for the turf out there. Nope. To build it, to be what it's supposed to be. Yeah, I mean, they're they're putting grow lights on mm-hmm. just to try to dry the turf mm-hmm. out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so that brings up, let's just jump in this a little bit. Before we go to the playoff schedule, we talked about the three friendlies. There's going to be another game yeah. at uh, Allianz Field. With Tommy Johnny. It's going to be an American football game. Throwball, egg ball. And, yes. And now, and it's not. It's not a friendly. It's not an ex- it's not exhibition. Just to be clear. right. Yeah. There are two concerns about this game, guys. We talked about uh, texting. One is the fact the field looks like shit. And now you're going to have a football, American football team on there doing their things. Right. So you're going to have areas in there that are going to be totally beat up. Oh yeah. And two, there could be a playoff game, a home playoff game around that well, time, and right. not around that time. It, like, well, there. I mean, it could, could be, be the same home. day. So, just to yeah, make it clear, the the date of the Johnny, Tommy Johnny game is October nineteenth, which happens to be the first day of the MLS playoffs. Now, I have seen that MLS or MNUFC has made an agreement with MLS to have their game on the twentieth because right. okay. the, the first round games are going to be on the nineteenth and twentieth. But I think still. But that means the day after. after. The yeah. day after. Now that turf could be not turf. That turf could be the grass. Up. It could I, be in terrible shape. Look, could be. There's going to be a semi. If we get a home playoff game, there's going to be a semi with sod. Yeah. Sitting outside that stadium oh, I bet. Saturday. I bet. And it, when that game is done, it doesn't matter if it's midnight. They're going to be putting sod back down on that. On yeah. that pitch, it's going to happen. Well, I mean, that's the only way because, as I mentioned in our text, they c- if the surface is not playable, they have to forfeit. Yeah, they do. This isn't a regular season game. No. If you have to forfeit your first ever playoff game in the league, 
the the fallout to that would be outrageous. The FO would be getting a lot of tweets. Yeah. I don't and I don't think they'd be nice, friendly. Nice tweets? No. Thanks for the forfeit. I, here, yeah. Here's the only thing you can. Here's, I guess, so you can be hopeful and say that you know that game's not for. It's about a month. That that potential game yeah. is not for another month. Yeah. You know, you maybe hope that it could dry out. The 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 field could be in yeah. better conditions. Well, and it's and fall. Then, it's going to dry. It's and then sure. You know, there is. Let's remember, there is precedence for this out at uh, um, in Carson, California. Yeah. Home of yes. the uh, LA yeah. Galaxy. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Sir. And they're this the. Uh, San Diego Chargers. San Diego. Los Angeles Chargers are yes. currently playing in in yeah. uh, Carson yeah. at the home of LA Galaxy. So there is precedence for having an NFL game and then a uh, MLS game shortly thereafter. But we're, it is a tight frame. I don't know. I have I don't look at the schedule to know. Yeah, I don't it, think LA probably in had, LA ever play back to back. And the advantage that they probably have is the NFL games are almost always on Sunday nights or Sundays. Whereas if they're going to have a Sunday NFL game, they most likely wouldn't have a obviously wouldn't yeah. have a Sunday MLS right. game. So they probably have a week to but prepare. It, well, we're talking exactly. hours, but and we're also talking about a stadium in LA that the grass has been there for years. I mean, that stadium's what fifteen years old, yeah. ten years old. So but we're talking about. Yeah. And again, it's not my concern. Of course, is the fact that why do you do this the first year of a stadium? You know, the turf needs a freaking year to grow. You know, I think it, it goes back to the friendlies. It, yeah. It's the FO saw an opportunity to show off the stadium, and they took it, I, and they didn't think it through. I, I think that I think that I I think that's exactly it. I think they dropped the ball and they didn't think about the timing and the yeah. potential implications. I think off to, off the off their cuff, they were probably like, "Oh, okay, that's perfect timing. The season's over. Well, the regular season's over, but." Right. They, so I think they literally and dropped it, the ball. And at that time, they also had no idea what the playoff schedule was going to be. True. Yeah. True. So there there are some areas where you can still say, well, for God's sakes, and just tell them a week later. Well, because they played this game before at Target Field. Yes. Yeah. Okay? So the last couple of years, it's been played at Target Field, which is fine because the grass there has been there for right. 10 years, right. right? And it don't cause any problems. And the Twins never make the playoffs. Well, I do this year, but we're not getting into that. Again, you know, I guess, yeah. you know, yeah. maybe if we want to, maybe, and yeah, again, you can say it's different grass, obviously different fields, but like, yeah, the um, North Dakota State University started their season off against uh, at Butler Tar- Target at Target Field, field and yeah. that, you know, it wasn't much for the, it wasn't much worse for the wear, actually, no. honestly, after that game, but again. It's a different field. They aren't having the problems that they are clearly no, having at Allianz Field. Yeah, I, I mean, I pointed out on on Twitter, I think during the game, or maybe it was, maybe it was the day after, um, that there are literally soccer players just running, and they're kicking up divots. Yeah. I mean, they're just running. Or and it, you're talking about different goal. fleets for football. Yeah, I be, mean, that's, be I, that's why I couldn't, and now maybe, granted, Ethan Finley, Finley's form maybe isn't, his goal celebration form isn't as good as some of the other players, <laughs> well, but man, the divots that he took yeah. up with his knees were significant. Yeah, you, know you should like, be able to run and slide on your knees across grass. The only hope I can say is that if they tell the football teams you can't wear cleats, you have to wear slides, that's it. Oh, that'd be glorious. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> no cleats. Sorry. Or like a in indoor turf cleats. Yeah, exactly. That'd be that'd be hilarious. 
series. All right. So let's talk, before we get to break, guys, let's talk about the playoff picture right now. Yeah. Because now we're sitting, what, third place? We're in Fourth, third place. Yeah, third point back because they, they okay. move. They jumped up okay. for just a few hours. They uh, Minnesota in actually second. jumped up into second. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Then, of course, Seattle, who got a couple late goals. At one point, late, it was looking like that might their game might end in a tie. But, no, they... They got a couple late goals and then overtook us. So Seattle's sitting in second with 49 points. And yep. Minnesota's right behind in third. So I think right now it's set up that we would play San Jose. That's correct. Yeah. We would host Which, San Jose. Which, let me tell you, they're the last team on the face of the planet that I want to play in the playoffs. Yeah. Because we've had their number. Yeah. And eventually all things come around. So the playoff picture right now is we're in third place. Yeah. Uh, we have a big game coming up this Sunday against Portland, Portland. in Portland. And we've course, never won there, and we've got uh, we've got Casey who's pretty much out of the playoffs at this point. Uh, no, yeah. Casey's out. Not, yeah. not, not. I mean, they're, they're not out, out, not but here. they're they're yeah. out. Yeah, yeah. we I got mean, the uh, LAFC at home, as we said, which we talked about before you got here, Dave. So, yeah, you. We talked about this before we got here. Was the fact that at that game they might not play their A squad, they might play their B squad because yeah, they've already they've already wrapped they've up got the number one they might, I mean, yeah. they might have a supporter shield already. They might have everything they need, so they they don't have the they could have the they could at that but point. They, but at this point, they they are they already have the number one seed in the West Lock. Yes, though. yeah, exactly. Um, they but probably will have supporter shield. Yeah, so yeah. they might not play their. It's not guaranteed. And then we finish out against Seattle. So we have two games, guys. So you're bookended, basically. You against get, Portland and Seattle, who yeah. are two playoff teams. On the road, right, though. Right now. Yeah. Yeah. In in very difficult places to win. Exactly. Right. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, yeah, and uh, Minnesota has been up and down on the road. Obviously, you know, you get games like LAFC where you think they can go and win anywhere. And why not after a game like that? But then, but then you go to Houston and then and lose. So it's, it's, it's always tough on the road. It's, but. It's going to be a battle the next four games. Well, let me tell you, if we play a four-three-three against Portland, <laughs> you're going to throw some of this TV. I may have to shop for a new TV <laughs> because, and I may get arrested for threatening Adrian Heath because, my God, I mean, I mean, just leave it alone. Play well, the play the. So, I mean, yeah. I, and I'll even go with a, a five. Yeah. You know, do what we did in L.A. if you have to, but otherwise just leave it the hell alone. So, yeah, I mean, we've kind of laid out the table a little bit, and I mean, I know Portland's, you know, currently in seventh at 43 points, our yeah. opponent on Sunday, this coming Sunday. Uh, you know, Dallas, I, I think we, we all agree we're not terribly worried about Dallas, but they're also at 43. Point yeah. is... Point is, Dallas is out of the playoffs at 43 points, yeah. whereas Minnesota's sitting in third at 48. So it's still more or less as tight as ever. It's maybe loosened up just a little bit in the last well, week. But what are, what are, what do we think the odds are now at this point? Well, I, I'd now say, 538 has the odds of us going to the playoffs at 98. percent And I, I I agree with that. And the odds of us getting a home playoff game, I think they had us at 90. percent See, I think that's too high. I do too. I. I do too because I think ninety eight percent for playoffs is too high. Well, <laughs> maybe it is. Maybe it is. But we I, shit the bed in the last four games. Yeah. I mean, the way the way the way these games and shake out. Again, I, I, all I'm saying is a lot of things have to happen, David, to make it out of playoffs. And, and it, what I look at it is so more as an outsider. Mm-hmm. I've reveled in Minnesota sports teams 
knowing how to shit the bed every season. Yeah, and so for me now, when I'm a fan of a Minnesota sports yeah, yeah, yeah. team, that's what I immediately go to. Uh, see, there's, I mean, I without looking at the matchups, the odds of Minnesota being out of the playoffs in say, well, in one game it's impossible. Yeah, in two two match, we'll call it match weeks, not yeah. game, you know, in two games, the odds are it's possible, yeah. you know, because you got Dallas and Portland both at forty three, yeah. but very unlikely, I would say, in three games it's. It gets to that point where you'd have to worry. So, put it this way: Sporting Kansas City sitting in ninth. The only way they could overtake Minnesota is by winning all four of their right. remaining matches, and Minnesota losing all four. That's the only yeah, way right. ninth could overtake Minnesota. And it, it's almost that with Dallas. It's almost, although Dallas is sitting in a much better spot at forty-three yeah. points. But didn't that would be saying, well? You know, is Dallas going to win out and Minnesota going to lose out? Unlikely. So, I mean, the odds of the playoffs, I, I honestly would put the playoff odds for Minnesota, you know, in that 90%, 80 to 9, 85 to 90% range. Let's talk, yeah. let's talk but about not, not the home game. The home game, that's still. Let's, let's talk about points yeah. a little bit, guys. There's four games coming up. I'd be, ha- I'd be more than happy with six points out of the four games. And that's what we should get. That's what we should get. Yeah. Um, anything less than that? Then we're talking about potential issues with other teams jumping up. I mean, I... I can see five. I think we get seven. Okay. I think we'll we'll beat KC. I think we'll beat LA. Mm-hmm. And I think we'll get a draw against Portland. And then the one thing, you know, and, let's talk, and as long as we're talking about play... I mean, I think... So the likely outcome is five to seven points. We'll see how it falls. Uh, but the other thing that Minnesota does have going for them when you start talking about positioning is is the goal differential, which you know thanks to that three to one victory yeah. against RSL that helps out because now they're Minnesota's but, sitting at nine. Yeah. But the first tiebreaker is wins. It is, but they're everybody's basically at fourteen. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, everybody in the top five. So we lose one game, yeah. and all of a sudden somebody else has an extra win. Yeah. I so uh, th- I'm just saying. Okay, let's yeah. say every team involved in this race wins two of the next four. I guess my or gets the same yeah. number of points. My thought is this, guys. It's starting to shake out a little bit. It is a little bit, but we really won't know for the next probably two, three, maybe to the last week of where we're going to yeah. be. Well, I mean, be, I it think it would be surprising that if you came into decision day. I think you could say that it, if Minnesota came into decision day knowing that they had a home playoff locked up, yeah. it would be a bit surprising. And it could happen. It could happen, but yeah. I, I think I would be a little surprised. I If we win Just because next of the three, week the, against Portland, because of the yeah. three point it's team. locked. I, yeah. I have no doubt okay. in my mind All it's right. locked. All right. That's a big if, of course. So my hope is, is for a home playoff game because we're all going to be there, I'm sure. Hopefully. The odds, well, I'll be there. Oh, I, yeah, I won't be there. For well, sure. One should be there. <laughs> I'm going to be in Vegas. So. What? For the home playoff game? For on If it's October 20th, I will be, yes. And it would be October 20th. What the hell? The, this shit. That's inappropriate. You're fired. You're fired. Yeah. Goodbye. I'm <laughs> going to Vegas. I don't want to be in the home playoff game. I had so much fun with my last Las Vegas Lights game that I have to go back. So Biggest game in Allianz Field history, and you're going to be in Vegas? I mean, now obviously there is a chance that that won't happen, but still, I shouldn't say anything because I wanted to go with them to Vegas, but I can't. So, <laughs> well, thanks. So, anywho, uh, let's get on it. We won. Playoffs are a big cluster F. So, wild, wild west. 
Yep. So let's leave it at that. Um, we're going to go to break. When we come back, we're going to talk about some controversy at Allianz Field and with the with the team in general. And the league in general. And the league in general. Uh, there's a lot of things to talk about on that. Yeah. Um, I do have some, uh, I do have one funny. Please say zombie. I don't have, no, no zombies yeah. say. I do have a, uh, a story about a worker in uh, in uh, Paris, or actually in, in France, whose uh, company is responsible for his death because of a weird law out there. And uh, we'll talk about that later on. Uh, so we'll see you back here in a couple minutes from uh, Blue Wolf. Doing a who smells good in MLS right now. I mean, I know that's, you thought we were going to do that. Actually, I know you're here because uh, David is wearing leader. That's the only reason. The only reason you came up. But we have some controversy to talk about because oh, he was wearing uh, place too, right? <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't be caught that. <laughs> so the whole Iron Fist thing, guys, and, and, and Iron Corey, Front. Iron Front, sorry. Iron Fist, I think about Iron Fist as a Marvel character. I'm yeah, sorry yes, about yes. that. Iron Front, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Uh, Iron Front, Corey, you have kind of a background on how this whole thing started with the loons and the MLS and kind of how it, the, the, who kind of lit the match a little bit on this. Yeah, I know a little bit about this. So, Give us a rundown. So, um, so the, this symbol's been flown in various West Coast cities over the past few years. Portland, Seattle... Let's go with Portland, Seattle. Um, and starting this season, MLS made a change to their code of conduct rules, which uh, eliminated political signage from stadiums, which obviously included the Iron Front symbol. And we should note that there's no definition to political. Correct. So the, it's it, all it says is political. There's no... There's no definition of the word political. So it's really, it's really loose. You, you could make an argument something is or isn't political fairly easily, it, I would say. It's very much political at their discretion. Okay. Right. Is, is the best way of putting it. Okay. Right. Correct. Right. So they put this in place. There was meetings between supporters and front offices throughout MLS. Uh, still no definition of political. Fast forward a little bit. Uh, it got pushed pretty heavily out on the West Coast. Uh, and then, starting with the Pachuca match and various discussions between various supporters and various groups, we decided to exercise our freedom of speech. I'll, I'll use that term loosely. 
and start bringing the Iron Front symbol into Allianz Field. So there were uh, a couple members of, of a supporters group that went out onto the pitch. Oh, okay. Went out onto the pitch with, or tried to go out onto the pitch with the Iron Front symbol on their clothing. And this was pregame, oh, right? This was pregame. So do you mean like jumping onto the field? No, 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 no. Were so they, they on there <laughs> so, so I'm sure most of your listeners have seen a match or been to a match. Hopefully. 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 I really hope so. <laughs> yeah. So before the match, they bring out this giant arch, which the players stand next to, and they bring out flags for the home and opposing team, and then they bring out a giant Scarves Up Minnesota banner. Mm-hmm. So the members were holding one of the flags. Went out onto the pitch. Well, let me let me backtrack just a little. Before they went out onto the pitch, they were asked to cover up or remove the iron front symbols. One member did, one member didn't. Went out onto the pitch, and that's where the controversy started. Okay. Okay. So we go from what you're talking about, Corey. We go then to a thing from from United saying this is no longer allowed. Uh, no. Well, that was an assumption, basically, wasn't well, it? Well, right? exactly. We didn't really know. We, we saw some things uh, back and forth. Right Jen, you're shaking this. your head. Well, yeah. I think wasn't so. Correct me if I'm wrong, but it, so ML, the MLS policy had been in place since the start of this season. You're saying, um, but. It was taken to be believed that you couldn't have, say, the Iron Front or a political symbol yeah. on your body, uh, flags, exactly. banners, everything. Not basically. necessarily. So I mean, that, it's an MLS policy, but MLS has left it up to each club to okay. r- run the policy as they see fit. For it, the most part, it, it, okay. Yeah, they've left it to each club at their discretion to how they want to technically enforce the bylaws that were given to them. Right. So we wrote an ambiguous kind of bylaw. It is at your discretion of how you want to enforce said rule that we have given you that we want you to follow. Okay. Right. That's that's where it. Okay. That's where it's it's almost to a team by team. Sure. Representation. So then, if I get this straight, then it wasn't it. It was not MNUFC coming out with a statement. It was the Wonderwall, wasn't it, coming out with a statement? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, but just to backtrack a little bit, after uh, Minnesota United released basically the code of conduct for MLS, we had been asking, as in the Wonderwall board, asking for a meeting. What does this mean? What does this mean? Can you please tell us define political? And it went on silent ears for months and months and months. So we have emails and conversations that we had been trying to have with them. And this incident um, on that Saturday just kind of, we got flooded. We're like, you got, they were like, people were like, you have to do something. This is what you're about. Mm -hmm. So that's why we put out a statement. Yeah. So the statement came out from Wonderwall saying pretty much, being agree with the policies, yeah. sort of thing. Don't use our likenesses. Don't use our yeah. likenesses. You guys are making money off of us. If you're not going to let us do what we want to do, then right. that's that. So jump forward to you guys. Then there was a lot of back and forth on social media. You guys had a meeting with MNUFC right. about 
what the what the rule was actually, mm -hmm. like what the standards were, and what came out of that meeting. Zach, you want to talk about that? Or? Yeah, I can. So a lot of positivity came out of that. Um, it was, as Jen was saying, kind of a, the lack of communication and what what everything led to. The best way of putting it, it was it was an unfortunate thing that maybe we the Wonderwall released a premature statement, but that was at the at the reaction of a lack of communication. Sure. So the the talk with the front office was very positive and it was it was very, you know came to the conclusion that we could be on the forefront for how supporters in the front office work, how we could do certain things and you know we're here for you guys to to basically you know voice your opinions but you have to understand that we have a certain set of rules that we have to follow within and there's nothing we can do about it from the MLS from the yeah. MLS correct yeah. so you guys do what you want to do but just understand that we have to follow we have to do what we have to do. Yeah. And, and and as long as you're respectful and respectful to us, yeah. we will be respectful for you and and you guys can do what you need to do, but just and that's, work, work basically let's work together and, and, and the biggest thing was and maybe this is me personally talking that come at, to come out of it was it's more than just a symbol. There's other ways to voice your opinion mm -hmm. by using said symbol. And that's what I kind of figured would come from that meeting was mm -hmm. that they were going to say, you guys are good what you're doing, but understand that from the MLS we're getting pushed back to do certain things. And a lot of vitriol was pushed towards the MNUFC's front office Correct. about this whole situation. Oh, yeah. yeah, absolutely. And a lot of people not understanding that there's some stuff from higher above and MLS's hierarchy that's coming down to these teams to do things like that. So yeah. does it, and did it clear up the Pachuga incident a little bit? I mean, because part of that I, that I saw the statement from MNUFC was okay, there can't be banners or flags, mm -hmm. um, or and they, you know, and then they went on to say you can wear the symbol on your clothing, pins, yeah. uh, stickers, so. so on. But however caveat and then maybe they came out later and said but but you cannot there's a few buts yeah, they right. said you can't be on the field right pitch. you can't be you know there's a few you can't be grouping exceptions, together. you can't basically. be grouping together to create something and all yeah, that they came out with exceptions right so the, the the pachuca match was a we know what the basic mls rule is but there was no clear definition as far as how Minnesota United was going to mm -hmm. enforce it. So before that, we didn't know. We In a lot of stadiums, you can wear it on your clothing. You can have it on this scarf. Mm -hmm. But you yep. can't have anything larger than, you know, banners. You can't. But there was no, no one knew about the on the field, off the field, and things like that. So it was kind of a, let's see what this act, what the rule actually is. Yeah. And so when Portland went through this, what was that now? Three weeks ago? Four weeks ago? They're, they've actually started, they started in July. Oh, is that long? Okay. Yeah. Um, so they had come out with the FO release that statement that said, yep. okay, 
you can you can wear it on your clothes. You can right. do all this, but you can't do the banners, flags. Right. Is it was that just a miscommunication then, as far as having it on your clothes, but on the pitch when it came to Minnesota? Or was that Minnesota actually taking it a step further and defining? Uh, it? No. So it's it's like I said, since there was no communication. Yeah. Yeah. It was it was just it was just lack thereof, okay. and and it and it just never happening. I mean, it, sure. To be fair, I don't know if we ever thought it was ever going to get to that point. So no. it was almost naive on both sides of it. Right. Sure. Yeah. To to you know like. Right. Once once it finally was there, it was. And it's a thing that's yeah. unique to Minnesota. A lot of teams don't do on the field or on the pitch yeah. activities. So they don't have anybody on the pitch in Portland or Seattle or New York City or Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's kind of unique to Minnesota. So it's one of those areas I think maybe they didn't have a role right. until sure. then. So, so it was on the flyer. Exactly. Let's jump to the last home game then, I guess, uh, RSL. Uh, supporters groups decided to get together and do something in the what, 33rd minute? 33rd minute. And what did you guys do in the 33rd minute? Sing Bella Chow. Bella, Bella Chow. Chow. Okay. And for people who don't know what that is? So Bella Chow is an uh, Italian anti-fascist uh, anthem. We'll, we'll use the term anthem. Um, it's a song that the Italian resistance used to sing. When the Italian army used to walk through the streets, if I remember the story correctly, and it's now a song that's been adopted in all the same cities I've mentioned before. So right, and so the thirty-third minute the because the Iron Front was adopted in nineteen thirty-three. Yes. So we're talking about a symbol that is anti-fascist here. Correct. Okay. So there's of course the gray area: is this political or not political. I mean, we're talking about a lot of different. Right. Right. You know, we're. You know. The, yeah. This conversation can go many different directions. There's a great. There's a very big gray area in this conversation. Yeah. Yep. Uh, my biggest concern with this whole situation is not a political situation. It's the fact of the timing of the whole thing. Uh, MNUFC picked a really bad time to start doing this. You know, it, it, we have a lot of good supporters groups around here. Yep. You guys have all been great with them. They've been great with mm-hmm. you guys. Absolutely. Absolutely. Great. And then we get to this point where, okay, we had one situation, and we've elevated it to a whole other level, mm-hmm. and we started a firestorm. Bad timing. Wait till the offseason to deal with it. You know You know what I mean? At, at the same time, it, it was – I almost want to say that it was – yeah, you could have waited for the off season, mm-hmm. but it was it was the working of certain people that just it was it had enough. Yeah, and and it, and and it finally boiled over in the pot. Yep. Yeah. So then, so then the finally those people spoke out, and then it, and then it happened, and then rather than being proactive, we were reactive, and yeah. we we maybe overreacted in a certain sense right. and then showed bad faith in the relationship that we had as supporters with the front office and stuff like that. So rather than rather than being at the forefront of it, mm-hmm. we had to oh shit, that that mm-hmm. big that big bass is taking off with your line, you know, yeah. try and reel it in and not gotcha. break the line, you know, gotcha. right, type right. type sense. So it it it's it's difficult, it's not easy. But 
I think we're on the right path. But I don't, here's my feeling about it, is I don't think the, the Pachuca match, with what happened on the field before that, mm -hmm. I don't think that would have created anything crazy mm -hmm. in the next couple games here. Mm -hmm. I think if United, if United thought it was going to create something crazy, they could have done the offseason and said, okay, we've seen some things now. Let's talk about that. Right. Instead of doing it right now. Right. I mean, we're in the midst of the playoffs here, guys. I mean, we all want what's on the pitch to be good. We don't want it to take away from that. Yes. Right. And um, so I think they made kind of a misstep. I think I, there's missteps on maybe both sides a little bit. I'll I'll take, yeah. Yeah. There's you know, missteps on both sides. Exactly. And, um, and the fact you guys had a meeting... Fantastic! I, I love that. I yeah. love the, the 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 front office and you guys met up, kind of decided what's what, what's going on. Mm -hmm. I know there's still some things kind of brewing there, but I hope that can get through the season and the postseason, and then maybe bring it up in the off season. You know? Oh, and and and, yeah. I, and I think it will. And and we are, you know, I I personally think that we are in good standing and good faith that we genuinely do look out for the best interests of both groups. Yeah. And we respect both sides of the story or not the story but of, of what the, the story you're trying to purvey. Right. Within right. respect of they still have to follow the rules. Yeah. We still technically have to follow the rules. Yeah. You can push that boundary but please be respectful when you push that boundary exactly. of okay we need to escort you out because you're going against what is yeah and, and I'll speak a little bit to this this is it's true it's it's being reflected us against Minnesota United but that's not where the argument is the argument is us against MLS yeah and the only way to show or get MLS to the table to discuss their vague wording and to get some sort of understanding where they're coming from is from the team's not going to you know do it because yeah they don't. is is the supporters yeah showing MLS yeah with words or actions we we need to talk about this we need to yeah. sit down and talk about this which all, all may come up later but it's 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 now happening. And I think Corey, you're right. I think all supporters groups need to get together, right, and talk about this. Yep. Now, will you guys be cool if uh, Don Garber throws a bunch of Garber bucks at you and says, "Hey, I'm just kidding." I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, Garber. I said throw a little comedy into that. But we were. Um, but the thing is, I, I, you're right. Okay? Right. You guys have all to get together against MLS. Right. And kind of bring it up. Right. And and that'll be the that I think that'll be the talks in the off season. Actually, there's talks happening Thursday. Thursday. Really? In Las Vegas. Everybody? Las so, Vegas? So, yeah. Of all places, right? Of all places. So I, I can speak to this since I'm a part of the group. Um, so there's a meeting between MLS executives just below Garber. And uh, Seb, Seb... Huh? Is that Abbott? Mark Abbott. Okay. Um, the presidents of Timbers Army... And the Emerald City supporters are going to be there, as well as the president and vice president of the Independent Supporters Council. Oh, nice. So Nice. Yep. So maybe someone will come out of that. You know? uh, I'm really hoping so. Yeah. Okay. So was this scheduled before the kerfuffle in Minnesota? I, we can't confirm that. Um, 
<laughs> I can confirm that. It was scheduled. Okay, sorry. I, so, a little backstory. I am the True North Elite representative for the Independent Supporters Council, okay. so I can speak a little bit for this the council. Not a lot, but just enough. So the meeting was scheduled in between the Pachuca match and the statement from Wonderwall. Wonderwall. Okay. Okay. So our, our, and I'll, I'll just say our involvement had nothing to do with that meeting getting scheduled. Okay. So uh, things are moving forward. Right. You know, mm-hmm. it's yep. getting there. Yes. Um, but again, it's one of those deals where you don't want to deal with this right now. It's a, it's a bad situation to deal with right in this. I mean, if we were out of the playoff situation, in a, in a, I wouldn't give a shit. In a perfect world, I, I would never want to deal with this. But yeah, well, in a perfect situation, I think you want yeah. to deal with in the offseason. That would be preferable when when you can bring things like this to the table and be like, well, right. we don't have games going on. Would, yeah, I mean, it's boiling over now. Of yeah. course it is. So, right. It's a bad deal that's boiling over. So I mean, yeah. Do you want to deal with it now? But I, do you have to? I mean, I maybe do. I don't know. I don't know if if United did have to deal with it right now. But and I'll just say a little bit. I don't want to get too. Uh, you can get whatever you want. Mm-hmm. Huh? I know. Feel free. <laughs> In, it, um. The best way that we've found out that works in dealing with MLS is visual. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. You know, television, being on television, mm-hmm. advertisers seeing what's going on. Oh, yeah. yeah. And the only time to do that, unfortunately, is during the, during the, game. Is during the season and especially yeah. towards the end of the season. That's right. Yeah. When well, there's a lot more matches on television. So I get you. Let's talk about this issue. Okay. okay. Absolutely. <clears throat> if, if people don't know, I mean, we kind of addressed it already. The Iron Front is the, the symbol of a group that originated in 1933. Right. In response to Nazi Germany. Correct. In response to totalitarianism in general that was boiling over at that time. Yep. It is a, arguably a very, quote-unquote, political symbol. Now... I think everyone here knows my opinion on the band. Yeah. Uh, I believe that, let's just be adolescent, I believe that MLS are a bunch of asshats. I think they're completely idiotic (laughs) in doing this. Like Don Garber? I can a thousand percent agree with you on this. I, I, I just think it's absurd and fucking ridiculous that they're trying to dictate how fans and supporters can express their mm-hmm. individual beliefs. Um, if I, I'm also a reasonable person. I'm a very rational person. So, if this policy exists and they have to have this stupid arbitrary word of political in my opinion, I guess I understand what they're getting at. There, uh, I believe it was Portland's FO said that the the view, their view of the IF symbol, was that it was the historical view is anti-communist, anti, uh, anti-fascist, anti-monarchy. Therefore, it's obviously political. Now, obviously, things transpired during that time of history that were very human rights oriented. Correct. That's right. Um, I mean, I don't think we need to be reminded what the Nazis did. Right. Um, and, and so you start hitting this line where 
human rights and politics start intersecting. Absolutely. Now, I'm an anarchist, capitalist, who believes that government is shit. The only reason government exists is to oppress people. We shouldn't have it. Um, and I believe that in terms of human rights issues, they're generally issues because government created them. So why in the world would we want politics to be involved with human rights issues? Because politics are what made them issues to begin with. So for me, I like to try to separate the two. That's my, that's my opinion. That's how I view it. However, again, as I said, I'm a rational human being and understand that while well, politics created the issue, politics isn't, aren't going anywhere. So we have to use politics to deal with the issues. Right. So all of a sudden you're back to square one where politics and human rights issues intersect. So now we're dealing with a situation where we have the symbol that's inherently political. However, it represents a time of history, represents a situation um, today where we have uh, individuals, groups... To what degree those groups and individuals have any real authority or any influence is is left to be seen. Who still believe, for whatever ungodly reason, that people are different. Their differences between people and their identity, the differences between people and their race, their, their genetic makeup, somehow makes them inferior, which is completely fucking absurd. But, for whatever reason, they exist. So... How do we deal with this situation when we have an arbitrary word in a code of conduct that says political? And whether or not these talks on Thursday amount to anything at all. Right. And there's probably a good chance that knowing how MLS is, um, there's probably a good chance that it won't change anything too right. much. How do we deal with a situation where we have a an organization such as Major League Soccer who is trying to pigeonhole a symbol. I mean, it's literally one single symbol. Right. And saying, well, this is this is political. Well, is it political? I mean, how do we how do we address that? I mean, do we continue to see more protests? Yes. I mean, as I far we, as I'm I, concerned... I think we do. Yeah, yeah, as far as I'm concerned, I'm all for a financial boycott of no longer spending money which on is, anything MLS. Which is... Well, I, I'm already there. Yeah. I have I haven't spent any money in the stadium since June. Ooh. I haven't worn any Minnesota United merchandise since July. Well, I just bought a New Jersey. Come on, man. <laughs> I have anything that associated that that has any financial impact on MLS. Sure, sure, sure. Which also for my boycott personally. Any of their major sponsors, I've boycotted since July as well, which includes Target, which has been really fucking difficult. (laughs) (laughs) But that's, for me, and the way I would want to see it go, that's where I would take the boy, that's where I would be the next step. I have no problems with Aaron Front Symbol being in the stands. Up until March, I didn't even know what the hell it was, to be honest. I had no clue. So, I understand why it's being flown. As far as me flying it, I fly it to show it's a beacon for LA's. people right. that feel yeah. targeted. Yeah. That 
you can come to me with this symbol. It's a safe space. And let's let's bring this to another level. Yeah. Let's bring this to a level above MLS, though. Right. Where I like to bring because political in this country right now, political stuff is crazy, right? right? Oh yeah, yeah. It's all you have sponsors. You have a president. You have some senators who are they they don't like this type of stuff. They hate oh, it. Oh yeah. I mean, so, I mean, the question is, because can you keep politics out of it? Sports no, or MLS. You can't if you have sponsors who are into politics. Right. They they support politicians. Well, right. and, and that it, might be that might be one of the causes. Of this. Big sponsors of MLS might be one of the causes of this whole thing. And and that's a reality. You know, you have you have an issue where the general population tries to avoid these topics because guess what? No one wants to talk about fucking Nazis. It's exactly. 2019. They don't. I mean, right. no one wants to talk about fascism. Well, guess what? Our country has been relatively fascist since 1910. I mean, the re- reality is fascism is, is, has always been kind of something that's existed. Right. And people have ignored it because in this country, we just kind of... We've accepted down- the, well, the... We've s- downplayed it. The yes. system yeah. works. Yes. We've accepted the system. We've downplayed what right. what it is. Exactly right. And it, we obviously haven't had to the extent of something like the Holocaust. Thank God. Right. No. However, at the same time, we go further back, and we have had really shitty things such as, as slavery, such yeah. as the entire uh, marginalization of that exact race through to today. Exactly. But... We still manage to work through it, and we try to not have these discussions because, frankly, it's fucking uncomfortable to have these conversations. So, we don't like to talk about them. Exactly. But, soccer's a bit different. It's always been a bit different. Yes. All oh, the fans yeah. have been <laughs> a bit different. You know, we're, we're all about fighting for a sport that gets no respect in this country. Yep. And it, we're, we're all a little... We're all a little crazy in the head, probably, because we're supporters that show ourselves in very different ways than other supporters. That's true. And we have a very strong influence from overseas, uh, especially Europe, where they've dealt with that stuff firsthand. Yeah. And it, they still deal with that stuff on an incredibly different level than what we do. Absolutely. And it, it's it's a thing where we've kind of adopted this, this activist culture within mm-hmm. soccer and it, when we're sitting here and we're talking about politics and we're trying to say well you know I want to go watch a soccer game I don't want to see political symbols I see this I, I spend way too much time on Twitter during the day and you, I see that and over and over and over shut up <laughs> <laughs> and, and it, the reality is it's, we can't get away from that necessarily no. because it's, it's just ingrained this is a new thing, though. This is a new thing for America. Yeah. I'm telling and it, you. And it's gotten so ingrained in society that sponsors are involved now. Mm-hmm. Because and sponsors, first major sporting events, baseball, football, basketball, hockey, don't have to deal with this shit. They don't because they've been Americanized. Yeah. Because in MLB, NFL, NBA, NHL... You don't have supporters groups. Well, you see it shut down pretty quickly if it arises. Yeah. Exactly yes. right. Exactly. I mean, you yeah, look at right. Colin Kaepernick. Get, what's happening? Black yeah. ball. Exactly right. I mean, it's you don't have down. this. 
So you get uh, you get uh, people who are sponsoring things going, oh, MLS, I'll sponsor you, Coke or whatever it is. And they go, oh, this doesn't happen in Major League Baseball or football. Right. We need to get rid of this. We don't like this. You know right. what, though? It happens. I'm going to go and say this, though, and I'm happier that we are on this side of, of fighting against, you know, racism, fashion, and everything. You look at Italy and all the shit that they're dealing with and their soccer stuff oh, and yeah. how bad the racism is towards some of the players. Oh, and, I know. And, and, and all over Europe and everything like that. Yeah. That looks so much worse mm-hmm. than what we are trying to fight. Right. Or, or, or trying to, to right. you know, yeah, I, I don't right. know, be against, fight for, you know, whatever. Like, I would rather be, well, this group and, and, and MLS and, and, and everything as a whole is, is trying to fight for what is right for the human race rather than you right. hear full supporters groups doing monkey chants and shit and, for and, against and people trying to take a penalty and that's, kick. And that, that's, and that is, that's not cool. And that's what we're no, staring that, that at. That's, that's, cool. that's what we're staring at now is we're trying to be proactive yeah, and right. get rid of all that crap before it gets to that point. And it, you know, I think that's what makes it even more difficult from our perspective is right. the regular fan in the United States doesn't see that. Right. Of course they because don't. Because it doesn't happen here. Right. You know, everyone mostly thinks, well, we dealt with that issue 30 years ago. Or and even, it's even getting, longer. Getting it was, it yeah. wasn't this generation of people. Yeah, exactly. And it, but I think, so they, it's harder to push an, an agenda when the target of that agenda doesn't really seem to be visible. That's because nobody believes it's here. Right. I mean, no. if you talk to anybody, any Joe Schmo in Minnesota, they're going to be like, there's no Nazis here. There's no, no white supremacists. My gosh, they're all over. Well, and it just, uh, what was it, two days ago, I, somebody on Twitter, can't remember who it was, I interacted with him a lot. He posted pictures of Mike's, St. Paul. Mike, Mike's son. Yeah. Yes. yeah. Um, of the Patriot Front. Flyers, stickers, all over St. Paul. And I'm like, so that's a pretty fascist group. Just to put it into my perspective, I saw three of those banners. Oh, did you? Yep. On my way between my house and Dual Citizen Brewery, which is about four blocks from my house. See, I mean, that's just so... And people need to get educated because they're just like, oh, yeah. They don't understand the meaning behind it. Right. I think we're all political here at this table right now because I think we all watched... Soccer in Europe and World Cup stuff, and we've seen all that. Right, we know what it's about. Right, we are we we've seen it. And and really, the sport culture in the United States. Yeah, I I would imagine if you take two thousand supporter members of supporters group, nineteen hundred and ninety of them are following European soccer. Exactly right. Oh, absolutely. So it's it's ingrained in us. As soccer supporters to understand right. that this stuff exists, so how do we address it when we have people in the United States that say, "Well, look, I've never not, seen this in our not, state." Not even just the United States, but let's put it on an MLS broad spectrum. Let's say United States and Canada, because the Canadian teams that are part of the MLS are also sure invested in this. Yeah, yeah. I mean it, it's yeah. it's shown. Toronto and Montreal are and Vancouver. And Vancouver. Vancouver's actually, they have a huge, there's been a wave in Portland and Seattle, which isn't a news, so I don't need to talk about it. Yeah. That's also extended to Vancouver. Sure. It's not reported here because it's not America. Right. Shout out to the Canadians, eh? <laughs> <laughs> so, 
there's steps in place that we talked about. I talked about this meeting going on, and one of the things that the ISC is asking for is to bring in human rights organizations okay. to work yeah. with MLS to rewrite and actually make a full section in the code of conduct on political human rights back and try to figure all this crap out. So I think until like MLS finds a way to monetize it. So like when you look at Pride, right? That was a faux pas years ago that would not be in existence and they found a way to monetize on it. Yeah, so how do you not that we want to exploit human rights issues, no. but I, mean, <laughs> I really don't. How would, how would that Sorry. work? <laughs> I mean, I, I understand completely, uh, but I mean, how? How? It, it's insane that we have to have that conversation. And, it is, and they've started a little bit. They have their soccer for all campaign, right. which right now applies to Pride Month, basically. Right. I mean, that program—it's a good program. It's yeah. what, what that program how it's run and what it stands for is excellent. Why not just take that and run it all year long? Yeah. Right. yeah. And, and include the groups that are targeted. Include right. the groups that are, you know, marginalized or, you know, that, that need a voice, basically. Right. Okay, Dave, you've been quiet and you tried to say something. No, yeah, <laughs> no, I'm just saying. I don't, I don't think it's a stretch. I think it's, it's, it, I think it's, it's just a hard line to cross with, I, MLS trying to keep politics out of soccer. I think that's a very difficult thing to do, right. especially from a supporter standpoint. Um, and you know, if somebody brought up like average Joe Small in the stands may not think it's a problem, but they don't see it the same way right. as these support groups do. Um, but what, it's not that hard to have like a stomp out racism campaign, is it? No, oh, you wouldn't think. No. Is that the next step? And I mean, would that be a way? I sincerely and I, hope it what, is. And I'm not yeah. talking about monetization. No, I'm just thinking in general. I'm promoting that from an MLS standpoint, not from a supporters group. From an MLS standpoint, right. down for promoting starting there with racism. It's not even you know. I don't. I don't think that's a political topic, but it ties in to this whole you know right. iron front and the right. symbol and, and political. For me, as a somewhat non-capitalist. You could, you could get a sponsor, mm-hmm. and I won't. Na- I can name companies. Oh. Target presents stomp out racism. Yeah, I, that's not the. I, right. I, you hear that right. from a corporate level, don't right. you? Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, some yeah. of us work for you know large corporations. They have all those programs. Yeah, yeah. I, I would admit that the corporation I work for has a lot of that stuff. Yeah, same with mine. I, I mean. It's just weird. Do you think? Do you think that MLS doesn't, or is kind of on board with that average fan and doesn't think that racism is an issue? So I'm 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 going to speak on Don Garber a little bit because why not? <laughs> I'm going to try to be as nice as I can again. Be, you and Don Garber nice as you can. So Don Garber comes. His pedigree, he's of the NFL. He was in the upper uh, upper echelons of NFL. Yep. He comes over with the NFL mentality. Right. Mm-hmm. I, I'm personally not an NFL supporter. I don't watch. I haven't watched football in since Colin Kaepernick. Um, so he's trying to apply the let's homogenize it. Let's yes. make it as plain as yes. we possibly possibly can be. Mm-hmm. The difference is is that the cultures behind NFL 
the NFL is a supporter and Major League Soccer or soccer supporters in general are so different that you just can't apply the same rules to both groups. It sure. just does not work. Huge yeah. difference. I don't think, and I, from his point of view, he probably is thinking, well, so, you know, he, as he's trying to grow MLS in the sport, right. he probably thinks he can't, he can't bring it to the more mainstream with that kind of grassroots supporters right. well, Dave, mentality. You, you and I know football. But it is. I you mean, and I know American soccer. football. Yeah. Blue collar guys. Blue right. collar. Sure. That's the deal. If you're generalizing. Yeah, Sunday. Absolutely. Drinking beer, watching your team on TV—that's what you do. Right. Soccer is totally different. Well, yeah. I mean the pot. Well, yeah. I mean you're talking about football that's been. You're talking about it's a hundred years old. You are talking about people from all walks of life, and more than American football is. Right. American football is America. That's blue blood. I mean that's that's that. It's different. Soccer, football—is it called? It's worldwide. Liberals, there's anarchists, there's everything in soccer, right? Absolutely. All right, 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 left, and everywhere in between. Exactly. Exactly. Soccer's the most important, most popular, you know, it's the most popular sport in the world. Well, you know, and I think the interesting thing about soccer is how it's been in the United States Mm -hmm. has been very suburban, white-collar soccer mob. Yeah. And the thing is, is there's always been that under-belly that sounds kind of derogatory. But see, that underbelly of the underworld type says, area. As someone that that played at a level, it was it was a pay to play. Yeah, 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 exactly. It's uh, the best way of putting it. It was a pay to play situation. So, and, yeah, I'll speak. When when Don Garber came in, I think a dozen years ago. So what he did is when he brought in his people and, and they started marketing the NFL way, they actually went both ways. They marketed to the suburban families with the kids, but they needed something to draw in the television audience and draw in that, what can we do? Hey, we have these group of, group of crazy people sitting over in the corner beating drums and waving flags. Let's market them too. Right. Without saying, hey, wait a minute. They're also stand, you know, standing up for people, right. you know. We'll ignore that part for now. We'll just we'll take their energy. We'll market it to the American public. Mm-hmm. We'll get in the suburban people. Let's go. And now it's to the point where it's okay. Now we don't need that anymore. Yeah. Let's get rid of that. Right. It's a uh, the whole topic, guys. I'm going to say, and I think we should probably end it. We probably because, should. Because I mean, because we, we could literally have while. an episode about this. <laughs> I think the whole topic is is still kind of it, it, it's, it's it's changing. Very it's very fluid yeah, yeah. right now, um, and I, I think that uh, we'll have some more information as the days go on. Absolutely. But I think there's some steps being made towards a resolution. Hopefully, hopefully that resolution is a good one. But you know what? Let's see what happens. All I'm going to say is that. The right people and the right representation are making the correct steps to make sure that not only is the safety of the supporters and the fans alike are at the utmost forefront. Yeah. And it's it's going in a direction that we hope as I think as as a whole right. are gonna be at the 
what we think is right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But at the, at the end of the day, everybody's still safe, everybody's still respectful, and respectful in both senses, to the front office, to Minnesota United, and to the supporters. Right. You know, so that's that's just where I want to put my stance and, on. And I'm going to add one little piece. So, you're going to, since MLS and everybody has a bigger marketing budget than, than us supporters, <laughs> what I would say is if you want to find out where the supporters are stand on all this, I would recommend everybody go to officialisc.com are these independent supporters council platform on what we want to see is on that website i encourage all of you to please go read that all right right great talk guys um before we get out of here let's go let's get out of the whole political thing let's talk about some funny stuff okay unfortunately not zombies one final thing don't talk about my looks please about what my funny looks Oh, okay. Never mind. Sorry. No. no. I went dark. I'm sorry. Exactly. I'm I'm gonna, gonna do as long as we're there, let's talk about that hair. No. no. Wait. Previous or post? Yeah, right? They're curls. How do I New story. Sorry. Guys, from September 11th. French company liable after employee dies during sex on a business trip. What? Okay. Now listen to this. Listen oh, shit. A Paris court ruled that his... That his death was an industrial accident, that and that the family was entitled to compensation. Now he was the firm argued that he was not carrying out professional duties when he joined a guest in her hotel room. <laughs> but under French law, an employer is responsible for any accident occurring during a business trip. The man named named as Xavier X was working as an engineer. Dave. <laughs> for TSO, a railway services company based near Paris. He died at a hotel during a trip to central France in 2013 as a result of what an employer called an extramarital relationship with a perfect stranger. The company challenged, perfect. of course, provided defendant its position by insisting that sexual activity was normal, like taking a shower or a meal. Maybe they were having a business discussion. And it's ruling the Paris Appeals Court upheld this view. So basically, this exactly guy... like eating a meal, but... So this guy went on a guy went on a business trip, right? And he found a and he, and he did his business. Business and he died during it. And now the business he worked for has to pay for the death, you know, the death stuff. Well, Basically, it's an accident. Above and beyond, say a natural life insurance policy. Yeah, well, it's an it's accident. Probably, they're, they're calling it an accident. Yeah, was it a heart attack? Well, who knows? We don't know the age of this guy or anything like that. But they're calling it a, an, an industrial accident. I, yeah, I, oh. <laughs> I, I think there, you, there'd be a little pushback on that I, because I mean, I mean, come on. I mean, it, it, I mean, I go on European business trips all the time. I know. I know you do. They were. Do you work for I that mean, company? Not that company. <laughs> <laughs> he hasn't had an industrial accident yet. He's still here, isn't he? I, that we know I of. <laughs> you know, I, I've I've read a little bit about Louisiana law, which is based on French law. Oh. It is pretty backwards. Well, um, there, there's a reason why the United States uses common law because it makes yeah. sense. Um, but my God, this, this is guy so after all, this is insane. Met a woman, did the hokey pokey, died during it, and they're t- saying the company is responsible because it was an industrial accident. He wasn't on the clock. He was not on the clock. I mean, no. But if. He- like, okay, so I don't condone any of this crap, yeah. but yeah. Um, yeah. if he wasn't on said business trip, yeah. then maybe he wouldn't have met 
said woman and had the That's said again. account. Okay. Now, here, I, I can, I don't know. I can distill this all down. <laughs> That's very simple. Okay. I've, I've had right. the exact same argument with my boss. Well, actually, not the exact Whoa. same. Whoa. I, so, <laughs> I, I, different area code, okay. different, okay. different okay. rules. Not exactly. <laughs> Let me explain. It's not exactly. Please well, explain. It's not yes. exactly yes. the same. <laughs> I've been, I've been, I was in, say, Amsterdam. Okay, of course. No, well, not yeah. doing what you're thinking. But I was in Amsterdam. I was driving from the job site to the airport, yeah. and I had managed to get two speeding tickets okay. in the span of 10 minutes, okay. and I didn't even know it because it was cameras in the oh, middle sure. of the day. So on the same stretch of freeway, like five miles apart, I got yeah. two speeding tickets, and they were mailed to me, and I went yeah. to my boss, and I said, listen, I got two speeding tickets in 10 minutes. This, you know, it was $160 or whatever euro that worked out to, but... Uh, I wouldn't have gotten these speeding tickets if I wasn't on working, if I wasn't in okay. the Netherlands working. All right. And I said, listen, you need to pay for these because I wouldn't have gotten these otherwise. And That's they're like, cool. no, no. And they're like, no, no. You're speeding. You weren't working. Yeah. I mean, I was working. It was my argument. I but was like, I was in Netherlands working. I was driving That's to the airport. Incredible. But you had to so, go to the airport. Wow. Right? But they were... There, are, this the company's guy. official stance was, I no, you were speeding, you were you were breaking the yeah. law, and I, therefore we can't. I've never tickets. thought American law was more rational than I yeah. ever read this. You've been there for no, that was my argument. That's happened. That's happened to me in like four or five. After this all the guy. political shit we've just talked about, now you have to rationalize yeah. it. Yeah. But, <laughs> but, but but God, you, suddenly I really, really you, like this country's law system. You had to get to the airport. Damn, right? that, that's why you're speeding. Yes. This guy did not have to stick his penis in somebody else's vagina as part of his job. Well, okay. So that wasn't part of his job. Right. Wait, are we sure about that? Are we sure about that? Well, he's an engineer, Dave. I guess what I'm saying is, like, <laughs> I am. Uh, yeah. You're an engineer? Yes. When Probably slightly different engineer. Depending on, the, depending on the stress level of the commissioning. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> could consider that wait, 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 hold on. We now stop this podcast for any incriminating reasons yeah. that Dave might have. Yeah. <laughs> no, just kidding. Just I'm kidding. Joking, just kidding. I'm joking, of course, but no, that was my point. What my point was... Yeah, I mean, you're, are you on the job or are you not on the job? So I'm saying that was what I was But getting. no, I was saying is you had to get to the airport, right, yeah. to get yeah. wherever you were going. Right. This guy didn't have to do what he was doing in the bedroom well, late at night. Wait, so wait, does, does this fall back to an ambiguous reasoning that we were talking about before? <laughs> Good. Shit. Good. <laughs> See, and yeah, I mean, that's the thing. It's like <laughs> if you're talking about a salaried professional, yeah, right, uh, okay. they're... Theoretically, I mean, I'm salary, so, so I theoretically, I could open my phone up and I could find an email from work and That's I could, right. I right. could press it, That's right. and I've docked time mm-hmm. with my job. Now, under Frank's law, I'm guessing there's very ambiguous language yeah. regarding what a salaried professional's hours of work are. Well, he's on a business trip. Yeah, I mean, right. if he's always if he's on a business trip, he must be always considered. Right. Well, it made me think. Or, now it made me think a little bit because I had some people in my work were at the NECA convention, the, the North American the electricians, whatever, in Vegas, right? My daughter's there right now. Nice. Yeah. yeah. I saw some pictures, and I was thinking to myself, I'm like, well, what if one of these guys died when he's there? Right. I don't think our company would be liable for that. I, I, yeah, I, I, I can, can, say, I can speak just, from yeah. this level. Like, for, if I basically my company has a small life insurance policy for me, 
If I'm killed while flying or to the job or on the job or whatever it is, it all falls in the same umbrella. So the second I get onto the plane to go to wherever, to the second I get off the plane, I'm covered by a very small life insurance policy. It doesn't matter if I slip in the shower or have a heart attack doing who knows what. Or if you it's fell into all a, covered up in the same or fell into a canal <laughs> or in Amsterdam. Who knows yeah. what. what you've done before. Yeah. Bad. Sorry. Sorry, I had to say I work 18 it. hours a day, but I, there's still six hours left. You're an Amsterdam guy. Come on, man. I, I, He's single. Yeah, the, can't, the, the microphone definitely picked up that comment. Yeah, sorry. I mean that's that's interesting. It <laughs> is. I'm telling you, it's like one of those weird stories. You look at you like, what? This business. Is I, I can think of how that could be used for fraud. Well, yeah, of course. Especially oh. now that this story's come out. Oh yeah. There yeah. are probably a lot of French engineers that are like, okay, how can French. I use this? Yeah. In America, did you guys talk about this in your last meeting? No, we didn't. Oh, okay. Yeah. Next meeting, probably. Well, not yeah. Yeah, <laughs> now, that, now that it's brought up. Yeah. Now it's coming up. It's 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 coincidence that the guy was an engineer and Dave is an engineer. It's just coincidence, but I'm gonna guess he he's probably a civil or is he like a train engineer? Well, he says with train, so it must he works be with it. So guy. so a train engineer that means he just drives a train, right? Yeah, probably. Yeah. So he could I, be I come civil. I come from a railroad family, so yeah. he could be a civil engineer who deals with the tracks. Yeah. I can make some comments right now about trains, but I'm not going to after this situation. But uh, yeah, I won't do it. You can say whatever. Here we're we gonna go. cut out the last twenty minutes of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> now we're just sitting here talking shit. It doesn't matter. Well, well your boss doesn't listen. People at work listen, though. Oh no, yeah, they do. They do. They do. Oh, I didn't say anything incriminating. No, you did. I was you're a good fine. You're speaking in hyperbole. Yeah, you were. So, did you get your tickets paid for? Or did you have to pay? That's what I wanted. No, I didn't. I didn't. They were not paid for, by the oh. way. Which I completely agree. It's, it's, it's happened in other countries. It's happened in Wisconsin. Yeah. I've gotten speeding tickets all over the problem. place. Well, fuck, Wisconsin is another yeah, country. Let's tells be me honest. You need to get a speed I inhibitor. I haven't had a speeding ticket. Sorry to any flock members, by the way. Probably didn't mean eight that. years, so I've been doing well. <laughs> me. Well, the one oh yeah, so I have a bunch of story, either. Tony. What's that? They didn't. Met, was he like wearing Old Spice or anything? Chin. <laughs> <laughs> he was not wearing Old Spice. If you could only see God. my fingers right now, all y'all. Swear to God. Big thumbs up. Um, no, I... Y'all are getting that sure. for Christmas. I hope so. <laughs> now, with the whole smell, the Calvo thing. Now, have you found somebody else on oh, United yeah, that good smells good as Calvo does or not? I have to say, Jan smells pretty good. I was going to say, Jan Gregor smells pretty good. I've never been around Jan. I agree. Yeah. I was with him at the State Fair. Just you recently. were? Yeah, I met him. Yes. I don't, you know, and then didn't want to start that whole thing. <laughs> My nickname for him is the Sniper. We call him the Sniper. He's Kicks or, yeah. Does he, he smells have a good <sighs> He smells good though. He doesn't smell good, Zach. Or he's good. not a Zach, striker. Not the sniper. Sniper. No. No comment from no Zach. Comment. You don't like him? I didn't notice. No, I love Gregorich. Oh, but he wears a great number too, number eight. Does it mm-hmm. smell good? I don't. I don't know. Maybe invite him on the podcast. We'll see if he smells <gasps> good. Oh. Can we? We can do whatever we want. Well, well sorry, well. I can't speak for these guys. <laughs> we can. Where is he from, Slovak? Slovakia. That's a tough. That's a tough one. If he was from Finland, I could probably get him. <laughs> kind of Finnish. We don't. Uh, we one Finnish enough. Jeez. Uh, after, well, after let me tell you, I don't like either of the Finnish players. 
I, I, I spent the entire day working on Eastern European con- uh, contracts. Yeah. I would hope if he ever was on our podcast, he spoke English. Because I, so. I know nothing about any Eastern European languages. Who? And looking at yeah. contracts yeah. all day oh, yeah, in does. Eastern European languages, yeah. I realized I don't necessarily want to. I like the game. He's a good guy. Oh, I, 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 think, I think he's a great guy. Yeah. I, think, I think he's doing well for this club. And so what is the on smell? What is his... What is his what, what, it's what like is a spicy. If you could describe it. I don't know how to... It's, it's, it's like a spicy, but it's, it's got like a little bit of floral note to it. Oh, it's not like old a, spicy, is it? No. Oh, it, it is not. <laughs> so, I mean, is there is there earthy tones? Or is you, it you, yeah, I feel like, yeah. yeah. I mean, I think all guys have some kind of earthy tones. So he's your new, he's your new go-to smell good guy. Just don't tell him. So oh, now we're never going to be able like to let him listen to this because he'll never come on if yeah. I'll change oh, yeah. it's fine, John. Don't worry about it. I mean, what they what they didn't tell you is that he is a listener of the Lunacy Podcast, so now uh, he knows. <laughs> oh, shit. he doesn't know me, so mm, he doesn't. He does have a Twitter, right? I think it's well. Y'all yeah, stop this, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. It's good pod. Oh yeah, we can tag him in. Who's tagging the loons? And then Jen with double middle fingers up saying, Hey, you know this girl, right? <laughs> <laughs> There's a couple pictures of me with that. Yeah, Ooh, they, they, yeah. Is... We can well, guys. We connect the dots. <laughs> <laughs> good lord. Oh, I can't even talk right now. Um, I think we're I think we're good. We're probably good. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Our listeners are gonna be like the last two episodes were an hour. Oh, I know. And it's this one is nuts. I mean, <laughs> this one has been like uh, we the political stuff involved. Right. We got crazy uh, talk about uh, dead engineers. Bad engineers doing things. <laughs> uh, I mean, come on. I, I think my description for this episode is it's gonna be good. Gonna be we, we good? talk about good? walking in fields of flowers. Yeah, not let go. anyone know what we're talking about <laughs> until they get into it and it's like, oh, shit. I want to uh, thank Blue Wolf again for letting us come out. They've been great. Great hosts. Yes. Um, come try their... Uh, their uh, uh, October. October I mean, yeah. yeah. Every beer they got. Yeah, they I was it. definitely the only person that dressed up today. Yeah, you were. Later hosting. Yeah, that's right. It's a Tuesday. That's the other reason why I came to stand. Later well, Tuesday. Yeah. Club went up on a Tuesday. Right. So they say... Zach, Corey, Jen, thanks for being here, guys. Appreciate Absolutely. it. Thanks for coming into our chat about the whole football thing. Thanks for having us, as always. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, myself, Tony, for David and Dave, we'll talk to you guys in about two weeks. That's it.
Switch to Sprint and get our best unlimited deal ever. Four lines of unlimited for just $100 a month. Plus, we're including four amazing iPhone 11s on us when you trade an iPhone 6s or newer in any condition. Visit Sprint.com, call 800-SPRINT-1, or come see us in our stores. Phone after $29.17 per month credit for 18 months credit. Apply within two bills. If canceled early, remaining balance due. Requires new account unlimited basic after seven thirty one twenty one. Pay $35 per month per line with auto pay. Date 80 prioritization during congestion. Coverage and offer not available. Everywhere excludes taxes, fees, and roaming speed. Maximums use rules. $30 activation fee and restrictions apply. En JCPenney sabemos que nos extrañas y nosotros te extrañamos aún más. ¿Pero qué pasa si te decimos que tenemos una tienda abierta todo el día, todos los días? ¡La tenemos! En jcp.com o en el app de JCPenney. ¿Quieres un traje de baño? ¡Lo tenemos! ¿Algo para estrenar este verano? ¡También! ¿Marcas exclusivas y tus marcas nacionales favoritas? ¡También! Visita nuestra página para los más recientes cupones y aprovecha envío estándar gratis en compras de $49 o más. JCPenney. Aplican exclusiones. Detalles en la tienda o jcp.com.